Hi, you guys, and welcome back to Talk and Smack. I just finished recording with Tiffany Mitchell, and oh my gosh, my mind is blown by how much value she shared in this episode about running a salon, starting with a team and hiring them, and how to really continue to make that client experience exceptional. She is a wealth of knowledge. She offers coaching and she has programs for people wanting to start a salon or people who already have salons and want to take that salon to the next level. You guys are going to love this episode. Don't forget to take a screenshot and take us both wherever you listen on Instagram and we will get right into the pod. Back in town, Okay, so I know that you have helped your team grow to making ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month themselves working for your salon. What does that yeah. look like and how did you get them to that point? So I think everybody starts off like A, I make sure, let let me start here. I make sure that I hire people at the right time. So I don't just like bring a bunch of new people on right away. I make sure that there's an actual like need for the business there. Because the last thing I want to do is for these people to come on and not, they're not already be like a demand to start getting on their books. In the first like couple months, I could expect like usually anywhere from around like 2,500 to like 3,500 in that first like two months, that's when I know like, okay, this is going to pick up pretty quickly. So what do I do with those people in particular? We really, really focus on teaching them how to maximize the time in their schedule. So if you have this like target hourly rate, right? And like I track that with my employees. So I'm like very like vocal with them. Like, here's your goal. I've planned this goal for you. Like all you have to do is like hit it. And, um, the, um, way that we get them to do that is to talk about like working smarter, not harder. We're in a like lash and beauty studio where we have a lot of additional add-ons. So it's something, it could be something as simple as like talk your client into doing a dermaplaning add-on or talk your client into like even adding a brow wax and tint, like that's going to add $40, like a quick $40 to that appointment. So I really ingrained in them like how to just make their clients comfortable and give them like the tools that they need to be able to talk to that client and like be confident in the fact that, Hey, you are their beauty provider. Like you are the person that they're going to trust no matter what. So you could tell them like, Hey, I put like snail juice on my face. Like, and they're going to be like, Oh my God, I want to do that too. Right. So I think that's like goal. The, The first thing is like, I really build them up to like feel confident that they can do that. And then we just break everything down into small attainable goals. Like if you tell somebody like, hey, you have to hit $10,000 in a month, that might seem really overwhelming. But if you're breaking it down into smaller, more like attainable goals, like, okay, well, that's 2,500 a week. And how many days are you working that week? Five? Well, then like you really only have to do this much a day. And then kind of like, treating it like we're looking at it every week saying like, Hey, oh my God, positive reinforcement, you hit your goal. So, um, or maybe if they just fell short, let's give them actionable items on what they can do to pick that up. Like if I notice that somebody's maybe like 500 short, I'll look at their schedule and be like, Hey, you have a couple of openings. Let's do a post. We'll do a post for you. You do a post and we teach them how to like be, um, creative with that too. 
I think that um, just constantly being like proactive instead of reactive at the end of the month is key there. But yeah, like pretty much most of my employees, I would say, um, hit over that like that 10,000 goal. Just doing lashes and like some some don't even really do a lot of facial products. So it's it's totally uh, possible. Mm-hmm. I think that's something, you know, and that's something that solo entrepreneurs can think about as well. How can I add on an additional service? And that's something that the salon that I first worked at, they were super like rough on us about like, you know, promote doing a facial on them. If you have that break, let them know you have time or, you know, if they need that extra, the extended fill or whatever you want to call it, like, talk to them and teach them why they might need that. And I think in the beginning, it's it's scary because we've talked off camera. You don't want to sound salesy. You don't want to sound yeah. like you're pushing something on someone. But if you're talking about it from a place of how much, you know, brow wax and tint makes me feel better and, you know, talking mm-hmm. about those little things. And, you know, that was something where the salon that I worked at, and let me know if you think this is a bad idea or a good idea, but they'd be like, hey, your first brow wax is on us. Or your first, you know, if you get a brow wax, we'll throw in a tint add-on, um, you know, complimentary. And it's it's a way to like treat them. And again, like you said, something that stuck out to me is you're their trusted beauty professional. And how many clients have come to see us and they're like, well, I don't really know what I want, but I trust you. And you have yeah. to build that trust. But once you do that, give me the snail juice. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll do whatever you're doing if you're telling me that this is something that's good. Yeah. When did you get to the point where you knew you wanted to hire employees or you knew like, oh, okay, I have this vision for a salon. And did you have any growing pains in the beginning or did you have any advice from other people or did you kind of just figure out like, this is what I need to do? So I I didn't really have advice. And I think where I was at was like as a solo, um, as a solo artist, I was so busy myself. And the next natural thing for me was I never wanted to have to turn people away. A huge ick for me is that whole like not accepting new clients in the in the bio. I knew that I never wanted to turn people away. So as I started seeing my book get busier and busier, I was like, okay. People are wanting to come to me for the business name. So like I need to train somebody else how to do lashes and take these spillover clients. So at the time I was just like renting a really small room in a hair salon and my lease was coming up and she wanted me to renew. And I was like, I can't fit anybody else in this room. Like I need to look for a bigger space. And I think everything just happens when it's supposed to, because I started looking and I found this little space literally five minutes away from where I was. And it was only $150 more per month for a whole, like I was, um, I was in like a six by seven room. And next thing you know, I found this like 900 square foot studio that I could like build out and do whatever I wanted to for $150 more. Like it was a no brainer, you know? So I think that for me, I just knew, I guess I saw things bigger. I saw things growing. I had no idea that they would get to where they are now. Like you could never have told me that back then. But yeah, I just like organically kind of added like one person at a time as we grew. And I knew that the demand was still there and things just kind of snowballed from there. But of course I made so many mistakes with that. I think, you know, it's really, it's really cool in our industry now that we have people like me, you, like all these people who are like, promoting like good healthy business and like what you should how you should treat clients and like what the client experience should be I think that um you know back then I was just going based off of like intuition and you know past sales jobs and sale like 
customer service positions where I knew that if I put the client centered and I just made sure that I like gave good services, that things would grow from there. And I taught my employees that as well, like over the years, like this is the core, you know, before we even talked about this, I was like, this is a core to what we are, like client service, making sure that we're doing like pretty lashes, good, everything else. And, um, and yeah, I think that's what, what kind of helped grew and just being able to, um, you know, correct, like learn from your mistakes and like correct them as you go along. Like nobody knows everything going straight into it, but as long as you're like receptive to learning as you go, like you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I know one thing that I said to my employees when I first hired them, I was like, I know how to be a lash artist. I do not know how to be a salon owner. I don't know how to be a manager. I don't know how to like manage other people because I was so used to, I only had to worry about myself, but I got mm-hmm. to the same point. I was like, I am turning people away left and right. I've raised my prices a number of times and nobody's leaving. Like I don't have, I don't have the capacity to work seven days a week, 10 hours a day. And so bringing a team on, it was, it was funny because in the beginning, it's a lot of communication and it's a lot of training to make sure that they feel comfortable and confident. And so for anyone listening, wanting to start a salon, what do you think it it takes for someone to run a successful salon and did and I, this is like a follow-up question that my brain is going 100 miles an hour now did you were you still taking a full clientele when you brought on employees and when did you get to the point where you realized i have to step back from this to make sure i can run the salon and make sure that my employees are up to standards yeah so that's definitely like two big questions The first one I would say, okay, so first one, like what it takes to run an actual successful salon. So like in the beginning, like you said, you were like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to manage people. I always say it's really easy to like get business. That was always easy for me, but understanding like how to manage human beings was so hard. And I was the like worst boss in the beginning. Like my first five employees, like I lost two in like one go. And, um, I just like, I didn't know what I was doing. And so the, like to get to the very like basic of everything, you need to learn how to manage people. So I like really put a lot of time and focus. I took this like random course online on how to motivate and incentivize your employees. And it was like this little like light bulb went off in my head. I just like from then and there, I became obsessed with trying to figure out like how to make it a healthy work environment for the employees and how to incentivize them. Like even going back, like something you said about um, the salon that you worked at, how they always like dug into you about like upselling and stuff like that, that can be really intimidating and really turn some employees off. So you have to figure out a way to do it to make it fun for them. So like even going back into the add-on things and a way to get my employees to think about it, like instead of just like constantly digging at them, like you have to do this, you have to do this. I create like really fun contests for them. So like I've created a really cool add-on contest where they get different points for different things. So if it's a service that is either like higher revenue or something that's gonna get them coming back for more and like increasing the lifetime value of that client, for example, if they um, if they switch a client from like classic to a hybrid or a classic to volume, they might get five points for that because over the course of time, that client's going to get addicted to the volume, right? And they're going to keep coming back for volume fills and spending more. If they um, if they add on something like a Brazilian wax, 
like that's a super profitable service. So if they somehow talk their client into getting a Brazilian wax, either this appointment or sometime during the month, they get five points for that too. So it really helps them to think in a way of like, how can I, how can I work smarter and not harder, but not feel like I'm doing anything like wrong to them or like being a drill sergeant. And I always make the the contest like prize really cool. Like right now, all year I've been giving away um, LashCon tickets to them. So like they have to do a lot to get that ticket because it's really valuable, but it really helps like boost revenue. It keeps people happy. It keeps like that fun little um, like competition going. Um, and at the end of the day, they're all seeing like more in their paychecks too, which is really cool. So that was that one question. What we, what you can focus on is more or less like just learning how to be a fun, like good all around leader. Um, the second question was, was I taking a full clientele? Okay. So in the beginning, yeah, I was definitely taking a full clientele for probably, probably a good year until I actually started learning PMU and I started getting really into PMU. I was always, um, before I got into lashes, I was a big like makeup artist. Like I was like, um, really high up with NARS cosmetics. And I was so obsessed with that. I gave that up for lashes and running the business because I realized I loved running business like more. Um, but when permanent makeup and microblading became a thing, I was like, you know what, who better to do this than somebody that actually is like, I'm a makeup artist. So I got into that. And I started realizing as a business owner, like what my hour of time was actually worth. And um, having my hands tied, like, day in and day out doing fills for like a really like low price compared to um and and at the time too like my fills were probably priced lower than they should be um for time but yeah i was like oh my gosh i'm like i'm sitting here doing a fill for like 60 dollars when i could be doing permanent makeup or i could be teaching somebody else to do this for me so the first step there um was I knew that I wanted to like focus on those like higher income services. So I stopped taking new lash clients myself. And the trick that I started to do with my current employees was I would like, I took some time away, like from my schedule, I blocked it off so that people who were trying to like get back in with me, they couldn't get in. And then I would say, you know what, just go to this person this one time. Like, I promise you'll be okay. You can always like get back on my book later. Well, even that one time of going to that new new employee, they saw like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. This person, you know, they did a good job, too. So then by the time when I was like, hey, guys, I'm not taking lash clients anymore, they felt confident going over to those other employees. So it was definitely like it was spread out probably over the course of like six months to a year once I decided that I would say probably close to the six months. Usually when I'm when I make up my mind about something, I like really get it into motion. But yeah, I think that's like, that's how it started. And I realized as my other two artists were getting like booked up that I really didn't need to be taking all of those new lash clients. Um, and then as it grew from there, I started to like pull back my hours even more, pull back my days um, to the point where I'd be working, you know, three days instead of five, then I would shorten those. Then I stopped taking new PMU clients. I basically followed the same pattern. Like, okay, no more new PMU clients, just touch-ups. And then I made my schedule even smaller and even smaller to the point now where I only – I work like two half days a month, um, like nine to two in the middle of the month. And that's just for permanent makeup clients that like – I don't know. I just – I feel kind of like I still love it. And brows, like permanent brows are something that's a little more like sensitive than – 
lashes where it's like if I've been tattooing these people for five years, they're a little bit nervous, but I've already been making sure, and, and you could do this with your lash clients too. Like I've been making sure this last appointment with them that I tell them like, Hey, I'm doing this this time, but in case I'm not here in a year and a half, like when you come back or two years, like I'm taking all of these notes for you. I'm taking pictures. I'm making sure that everything is like ready in your file in case we have to go to someone else. And you know, I've trained everybody, so everybody's good. And like, you just have that conversation that way they know what to expect. They know when they come back in a year and a half, like I'm not going to be doing it at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge because it comes back to your first, you know, value of, or your, you know, company values of we're taking care of our clients and like yeah. you even just letting them know, Hey, I've got notes, I've got photos, like somebody else is going to be well read on what we're doing yeah. with your face. And you can feel confident and comfortable that I've fully communicated with the artists that you're going to be seeing in a year and a half in two years. Yeah. And one thing that um, I know this is something that you and I you know, talked about off camera with a couple of the other of the girls in Orlando. Um, but I had a coach tell me, I can't remember if this was the conversation that I was talking to you guys about, but I had a coach tell me basically like, you're doing five different things in your business and you can't put your all into one thing. Like if you're still taking clients full time, if you're trying to run the salon, if you're doing online courses, if you're doing, you know, virtual coaching and doing t-shirts and merch, she was like, you're giving 20% of yourself to each thing. And do you yeah. think, do you think it's possible for someone to take a full clientele and still run a successful salon? Or do you think it gets to the point where you have to take a step back so you can work on the business rather than in the business? Yeah, I mean, th it is so important to understand that because um, and, and that's that's what I teach, like in my mentorships, in my group coaching programs, I teach you that you cannot be the technician forever if you want to grow yourself like you, you, you go into business because you love something, right? Like we all love lashes. We love the artistry. We love making people feel good. But there comes a certain time when you have to realize like you got into this, into creating a salon or bringing on employees so that one day you could kind of step away and be able to have the freedom. Like you're not getting into this to do lashes forever. You're doing this to run a business and grow something that's bigger than yourself, right? And you have to understand exactly like you just said. I completely agree with that. You it, you can't give, um, you know, 20% to all of these things. You can't, you simply can't be the technician, the manager, the CEO, the, the visionary forward thinker, you can't do that while you're still having all of these other tasks. You need to pick one and really put your whole, um, you're all into it. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Like you, you, you have to know, um, what your end goal is. And that could be different for everybody. Like it could be, you know, I, I still do want to take lash clients because I still love it. That's great. But think about five years from now. Are you still going to love it then? And if not, what is your game plan to get you from point A to point B? Nobody says you have to do this overnight. But like taking the small steps one by one to get yourself there, like that's what's going to help you create that ultimate like freedom in the end, which I think is pretty much what everybody's really going for, right? Like we don't always want to continue trading time for money. We want to find some way that we can have this like, business running on autopilot where it's still making money without us not necessarily having to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to do with setting the systems up in place, having those conversations, making sure your team feels comfortable. And like, you know, 
me hiring my employees in the beginning, it's you're there training them every single day. You're making sure they know how to have those conversations. And now I come in and I'm like, do you guys need anything? And they're like, nope, we're good. <laughs> because it's like you, you, it takes a lot of time in the beginning. And then when they become self-sufficient, they'll come to you when they need something. Or I'm yeah. sure you do like, you know, team meetings and different things like that. And one-on-ones to make sure their goals are, you know, they're set in the right direction. Um, But one other thing I was thinking about is now I, one of our girls went on maternity leave. And so I've taken a couple of her clients because our other girls are booked and every single time I take a client now, and I haven't been lashing full time or doing PMU full time in an entire year. And I feel like I have a full time schedule again. And I'm at the point where I look at this and I'm like, I, every time I'm doing the service, even though I love doing brows and I love doing lashes, I'm sitting there the whole time thinking my time is being wasted. I could be focusing on something else. I could be working on something yeah. different that moves the needle more than my ass being in this chair mm-hmm. and spending and time with this client. It, it gives you like this anxiety. Like I, that's exactly why I ended up having to like scale back even more because every day when I was like going into work, this is even this past year, like when I was still taking like, more um like PMU touch-ups I was just like I I can't be doing this every week like I I can't and it was only Mondays and Wednesdays and it was still like I would go into that appointment not being able to give the client my best energy because I just wanted to get the service done with you know and I love the connection I could have with them and I was like I know this isn't fair for them and I know this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And you have to listen to that gut feeling and and try to set something up in place for you to be able to step away. And I think that's where I was like, all right, I know that doing this every Monday and Wednesday isn't going to work. So then let's go to like every other week. Let's go to one one week a month that I'm doing this. And I think just like knowing that you have the ability to be able to pivot because you have set up the systems in place. You have a team that can technically take people over and you've created a business name for yourself that people trust and they know that you wouldn't steer them in the wrong direction. So like once you have all all of that under you, like it's completely possible for you to be able to work on the business and, and grow and scale in other ways. Like you and I both have like a passion for helping others you know, grow in their business. And like, if we were sitting there with clients every day too, that wouldn't happen. You know, I love that Mm -hmm. we're able to like, you know, you have a successful salon and, and so do I. And like, we're able to then be like, okay, this is like, this is cool. Like, like you said, your employees are self-sufficient and now we get to like kind of work on passion projects and things that, you know, help to move the needle forward to like fast forward growth. Because I think another thing to consider is, you know, lashes have been around, lashes have been around a while, obviously, but like really seriously, like 10 years, right? Maybe where people are like, okay, I've really made a career out of this. Well, what about 10 years from now? Nobody knows the answer to that. We are the ones who are kind of paving the way for what that looks like. And I think that um, just being able to follow your gut and your, what your intuition is saying um, is the most important thing that'll help you get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So I want to ask you about your different programs. So tell us about all the different offerings that you have. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you're launching your group program again soon. Is that right? Yep. I have a um, a little name change and relaunch. I used to have the, it was called the seven figure foundation. 
And I've now changed it from being a six-week module or six-week program to now a 10-week. I've added modules for um, learning about like PLs, how to handle your money, um, things that I found that that my students still needed a little extra help on, like really diving into how to motivate your employees, how to incentivize them, making sure you're pricing everything properly. So it went from six weeks to 10 weeks. Every week we're getting on like a group coaching call. There's also like pre-recorded modules that they go through a whole um, stack of like downloadable like templates and spreadsheets that I use in my own business. And um, and I have rebranded the name to the Profitable Salon Blueprint. So I'm super Ooh. proud of that. And um, and it's really cool because I, I just love like the camaraderie between everybody too. It's like a lot of really like great lash salons and even PMU businesses. I've had waxing and hair salon businesses join too. So it's fun, but it's it's primarily lash artists that are in there. And um, it is best for anybody who either is like really serious about like opening a salon, like they, they're they ready to do it and they're ready to like take the steps they need. Or if they even have a, um, I'd say it's best for somebody who already has a salon, who has a few employees and they're like, okay, I know I have something good, but I just want to make it that much better. I'm like losing my mind and I want to figure out like how I can eventually step away and what the steps I took were to do that. So um, 10 weeks for that. And that's going to be launching soon. So right now I have a wait list. If you, um, if you find me on Instagram at the Tiffany Mitchell, um, there is a link there that you can get on and it'll be launching probably within like the next month or so will be signups. And then I also have my one-on-one mentorships. So, um, those right now are, um, I have a six week and I have a 12 week program depending on what you're trying to do. So like six week would be more if you're like very like I I'm doing this. I know I need X, Y, Z. Um, 12 weeks is 12 weeks are for like when somebody is actually like, okay, I'm expanding. I need I've never had employees. I need to learn like how to do this from start to finish the right way. Um, and I love my mentorship programs. I um, I'd say that's probably what I'm the busiest with now. Um, but my mentors, my mentees become like family. Like I just love to see them grow. I love to watch them after and see what they're doing with the businesses. And um, and then my lastly, all of those things. So all of my past students and my one-on-one mentees, I am now creating an ongoing education program for them called, um, it's going to be the Becoming CEO Mastermind where they have like continued education on all of the things they've learned and like how to implement that over the course of like six months to a year to just like kind of continue having like basically a mentor right in their back pocket. So I'm excited for that launch too. That is so exciting. And I think the one thing that stands out to me about you and, you know, we got to know each other a little bit better and hang out more and I'm excited to hang out at all the other things in the future, (laughs) but you can tell to your core, you just want to help people. You want to help other people be successful. And unfortunately, I feel like that's few and far between. I feel like in the lash industry, Specifically, there's a lot of people who really want to help people, but there's also a lot of people who don't, not necessarily don't have the right intentions, but they're, they're not looking at the person as a whole and what they have. And, you know, I talked about my experience with a coach that I hired and, you know, they didn't, 
think about how I didn't have my own product line. I didn't have all these other things. And, you know, I got some advice that I took and it went terribly wrong in the salon in the beginning. And it's, it's so cool listening to the way that you talk about it because you're so passionate about helping other people go through that. And I mean, even you guys talking to me and I'm like, talking about, you know, things that I struggled with and you guys are just like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> like you need to change this or this needs to be different or it shouldn't be that way. And I think it's just so cool to, I'm just happy that we've been able to connect and I'm super excited for people to sign up for your course and get in there and, you know, not have to go through all the struggles that I went through or maybe struggles that you went through in the beginning of their salon setting them up for success from day one. Or even if, you know, someone like me who wants to be in your course, who's had a salon for two and a half years and like, this could be better. And I want to learn how to get there. Um, so I'm just excited for people to be, you know, in your course and, you know, you may see me in there <laughs> and, um, you know, you do know, you have it? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who might be hesitant about opening a salon, but they feel like they're at that point or anyone who may have a salon already and feels like, oh, I just don't know what to do and how, you know, they can connect with you or any words of encouragement, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you know that you have a passion for leading others and like you want to make the lives of other lash artists and other people like better. You want to create that good work environment for them. I think that that there's a lot to be said about that because a salon can be really a really great tool for you to create that legacy and to create that cushy spot for them to be able to grow as artists too. I think um, people get really down and out because you hear a lot of this negative talk in the industry about how, you know, running a salon isn't profitable and like it's the worst thing you can possibly do. You're going to work so hard and you're not going to benefit from it. I think that's the furthest thing from the truth. Like I I live like I everything that has happened to me has happened because I started these salons. So if that's where you find yourself like passionate, like I know you love your employees, like and that's why you got into it. You got into it for the the right reasons. So if you find that in your heart to um to be able to lead others, like do it. Like you can absolutely come find me, talk to me. Like I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Oh, and duh, I, I just launched my, my own podcast. Um, <gasps> the last journey podcast where I talk all about, um, commission-based salons, just like scaling your business and, and everything. And I try to leave it like, I try to leave all of my education, like really unopinionated. Like I will give my opinion, but I'll always give you the different sides of things so that you can make a healthy decision for yourself. Mm hmm. And I think that's so important because that's certain things and past coaches that I've worked with that are like, this is the only way this is the right way. This is the way you have to do it. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. Like, I have to do it this way. This yeah. is the only way. And then obviously, apparently my journey is to learn through trial and error and realizing yeah. like, oh, no, this isn't the only way this isn't the only right way. And I and I feel like that's been like a common theme for me even just in my lash career when they were like, this is the only way to do it. This is how you have to do it. And then taking other classes and being like, oh, wait a minute, this person said this, but this person said that. And I think that's why it's so important to consult, take multiple trainings, consult different coaches and get a full picture of things before you just jump right in blindly and be like, well, this is the person I need to listen to because they said this and they had like all yeah. the confidence in what they were saying. And I think it's, it's so cool to be able to be connected with people like you who give that full picture. And you're like, this is my opinion, but also 
this is other information that you can take into account. Try it for yourself. See what works. Yeah, and that way it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this episode was so good. I'm so excited. I hope you guys love this episode. Tiffany, tell us where we can find you. I know you said it earlier, but remind us where we can find you on Instagram and how we can sign up for your coaching and offers. Yeah, absolutely. So if you find me on Instagram at the Tiffany Mitchell, um, you can go on, go to the links in my bio and you'll be able to sign up for the wait list for the group coaching program. There's the mentorship application and all of the info about my podcast too. So I'm not hard to find. You can get me. (laughs) You can find me. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, don't forget to take a screenshot wherever you listen and tag us both on Instagram and we will see you guys in the next episode. See you later. Thanks.